you post the link? Welcome, everyone. It's the... Oh, God. What a terrible opening. Lost my shit. It's the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated. Are you sure? Of South Florida. I am sure. I I, I started off like the Steelers. Uh, not well. Uh, anyway, yeah, hey, uh, welcome to the show and welcome in everybody that is joining us live and... Uh, uh, thanks for joining in. And the Steelers are one and four after that ass kicking last week, I guess one could call it. Um, quite frankly, I'm surprised it wasn't worse, uh, as I just lost Mr. Ben Anderson. I don't know where the hell he went. Um, that might be the quickest exit from the show ever, but, uh, be that as it may, um, Joe is in. Hey, Joe, welcome aboard. And uh, let's see, I think we have uh, Burner is in. Good evening to you, sir. Uh, and yeah, yeah, it's good to have the gang all back together. Here's Ben right here. There we go. There we go. I don't know what the hell just happened there. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let, let's get right down to it. I'm going to ask that, you. That to- opening earlier was coordinated by Matt Canada, by the way. <laughs> Well played, because that's exactly where I'm going, and why the hell not, Ben? I'm going to start with you. Uh, Can you name anything good about Matt Canada's offense? Um, It doesn't get the quarterback hit as often as Bruce Arians' offense used to. Okay, a good positive statement. All right, Ryan Scarpino, can you name something good about Carol Austin's (laughs) defense? (laughs) <laughs> wow it's really talented <laughs> it's worth um, a lot of money <laughs> they they uh yes uh levi wallace's interception uh last week against josh allen prevented a 40 burger um <laughs> but no i do I, you know levi wallace is, is a pretty decent corner and I'm um, sure you know it was a nice moment for him, but I, I, I have to have to credit coaching to that. It looked like uh, you know he was he definitely studied his tape, and I'm sure his coaches got him in that position, uh, and he recognized the coverage, and he recognized he had a one on one, and recognized he had an opportunity. So I'm going to give credit to Terrell Austin on, on that. Very good, very good. And uh, Ian, can you name anything good about uh, Danny Smith's special teams units? Uh, you left me with this one. Yeah. All right. Um, well, they made a tackle on the very first play of the game that, in theory, gave the defense a chance <laughs> to, you know, keep the Bills pinned deep and set the offense up in good position, yes. in theory. In theory. Uh, yeah, you actually went right where I wanted you to go. Uh, uh, if it weren't for Danny Smith, the Bills would have started at like the 35 instead of the two, and we likely would have held them to a, a shorter touchdown. Yeah, I was gonna say, so they 65, 65 yards. Right, yarder instead right. of a 98 I mean, yarder. Holy shit. Uh, oh, God. Anyway, uh, welcome aboard, everyone. Uh, real quick, what's everybody drinking tonight since I see Ben pouring himself one? Ben, what do you got tonight? Uh, Uncle Nearest. 
Uncle Nearest, very good. And uh, Scarps, what do you got tonight? Just some yangling, some bear skis. Oh, yingling, very good. Some very dinglings. Good. Uh, and Ian, what do you got going tonight? I've got some uh, Penn Brew Oktoberfest nice. in my very faded out uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins Stanley Cup Champions mug that's from 2009. So it's somewhat held its uh, ah. uh, design over time, but you know. And, yeah. and I just I just realized that I've made an Ian epic Ian hasn't mistake been drinking here. that much yet because he didn't call them the Penguins. The Penguins. Hey, the Penguins. Later on, when he gets a little, little bit loopy, hey, he calling the, him that. The Penguins scored more tonight than the Steelers did. Yeah, no, dude, yeah. That was embarrassing. That yeah, was is embarrassing. there anybody that we could borrow, maybe? Um, I, well, I, I do. Yeah. Mike we, Sullivan is the head coach of the Penguins and is also apparently the Steelers quarterback coach. Right. So, is he going to start know. calling plays this week? Who I the hell know. knows? Uh, that, that might work. But uh, anyway, and uh, there's, let's see here. Uh well, I, yeah, I'm going to put Joe on blast right off the bat here. Uh, Joe says, I vehemently defended Canada last year, gave him a shot until now. He can go to D3 football. As for drink, he's Joe's drinking, drinking Coke. A Coke. Okay, well, all right. I told you Canada uh, sucked, Joe. Well, yeah. Uh, so let, let – let, okay. The coordinator, not the country. Let's let's be diplomatic. <laughs> the country here. too. Somewhat. The country Somewhat. sucks too. The country hey, very too. nice people. Man, they, they are very nice people. I, I try to be nice. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so last week, I, I thought Canada's offense, that first drive, I, I, I thought it had some positives. Uh, it was getting getting Pickett out of the pocket, uh, pretty easy reads, quite frankly, just throwing those little comebacks. Um, but after that, nothing. I, I mean, it, you've it, got a you've got a vanilla offensive scheme that was simplified even further for a rookie quarterback. Absolutely, and they figured it out within the first drive. I mean, it was it was awful. <laughs> It's the same shit. It's, over and over. The, yes. the same formations. Over and over and over. It's like a high school quarterback could have run that shit on Sunday. Uh, yeah. I, I Typically, I don't like those types of comparisons, Ben, but you're not wrong. Um, that, 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 that's what it looked like. It looked like a high school type offense where, hey – I got this young QB in here. I'm just going to roll him out. If it's not there, he tucks it and gets some yards. You know, that's it. Uh, so, so Ian, this week, do we expect him to do the same thing? Or do we expect that he'll build off some of those things, which is often the sign of a decent coordinator, which is to build off things? Well, here's where I'll start. The offensive line has actually gotten better with each week, and yeah. small incremental, but still right, but better improvement. Yeah, arrow being up, and that is yes. the important part. Right. Yes. Um, that said, uh, Vita Vea is an absolute monster in the middle, and Dude. if they're not rolling him out, he's going to eat Mason Cole for lunch, and Pickett's going to get his ass Cole. hammered. Like, Cole hasn't practiced all week though. Okay, Correct. well, J.C. Hassenhauer is <laughs> yes, okay. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying. Hassen Saucer. Hassen yeah. Saucer. Whoever he faces out of those two, he's going to kick the shit out of them. Yes. So yeah. rolling Pickett out in this game is actually probably a good idea more often than Agreed. not. Um, just to get him away from that interior pass rush. Yeah, I agree. I, I just – every time I watch Canada's offense, it's it's like – it starts here and then it, it just goes.
goes down, down, down. The, oh, and I he, think he, to Ben's point, that's because the defenses figure out what they're doing. Sure, and stop absolutely. It, you know? The other thing, too, you know, looking back on this game, like the receivers got to give Pickett some help, right? Deontay Johnson's had, what, three, four balls hit off his hands this year? Some were from Mitch. Some of them were from Kenny. But right. He's More got. He's getting paid seventeen million a year. You got to catch those balls, right? right. Like Chase Claypool, you got to catch the balls that hit you in the hands. Like at this point, just like George Pickens, good things happen when they throw him the ball. Like you put it anywhere near him, he's gonna probably have a shot to catch it. He's got a very wide catch radius, right? Um, you know, I think Najee Harris is injury is worse than they're letting on that it is and it's still hampering him but mm-hmm. he's also uh, sorry i'm answering all your questions you're fine here. you're I'm fine go for all it. right uh, good rant good rant not Najee's also trying too hard he's overthinking it he's trying to do too much maybe some of that's like ptsd from last year when he had a guy in his face two yards deep in the backfield but Jalen Warren, like we've said all year, runs decisively. Sometimes he's decisively wrong, but sometimes he's decisively right. And when he's decisively right, it's a big difference from what Najee's doing of just dancing around behind the line and not getting much yards. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see what they do. I don't know. It's in shambles right now. It it is. It's not pretty. No, no. And and I want to go back to something we talked about several weeks ago when we were, you know, Trubisky was quarterback and, and you know, I, I wrote about this, you know, for, for the site. And, and I, I know it's, it's, it's almost juvenile to suggest it, but I really, really believed it. And the fact was the offense needed emotion. It needed a spark. It needed something. And I thought Pickett would provide that. And I think when he came into the Jets game, he did. Um, and I, the way guys talk about him in the huddle, you know, Jalen Warren talked about him today, real positively, uh, a couple of the linemen have talked about the fact that he knows exactly what he's doing, exactly what he's talking about. He knows exactly what everybody's supposed to be doing and he has no problem telling them. Um, but there were, when you watch on film, the offense on, and granted we got down early, so I get it to a certain extent. I mean, Chase Claypool's walking around. I mean, literally, if he doesn't get the ball, he stands and he looks at the play. Yeah. And to me, that's so it's not just about what it's a it's a huge departure from from what he did when he was a rookie. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and so what it speaks to me and and I'll shut up here is that it's not just you don't like what the guy's doing with the offense. You're you're so you hate it so much that it's affecting how you actually perform just from an emotional standpoint. And and I, I think that's a big part of it too. And when you I step agree. on the field like that, you're already you're already kind of beat. You know. Um yeah, this team ain't circling the wagons. Like this is no it's no it's they, messy. they sure and, aren't and the I mean, offense the, seems dejected. Yeah. Well the, the cracks started yeah. to show early in the year when you had you know receivers throwing up their hands, you had them yeah. arguing in the huddle and some of us was like well you know maybe it's Mitch whatever but um Hi, Steel Sun. Yeah, um, Steel Sun dropping off a beer. Good oh, son. Nice. He trained him well. Um, you know, th- those cracks are, have only gotten a little worse as time's gone on. And now you see, like, Claypool just being lackadaisical about things. And, you know, it's it's 
bad all around. We we thoroughly got our ass handed to us in all four phases of the game. I'm including mm-hmm. coaching in coaching. that too because the the disparity in coaching and game planning was yeah. astounding. Yeah, Ryan, would would you play Pat Fryermuth this week, knowing that he's had go. three concussions in twenty games? <laughs> no, um, you know, and and I and uh, I know it's only game six. Um, mm-hmm. but y- you have to start thinking, uh, long-term here. Um, yeah, I agree. And I understand that, that, you know, it's been 11 months, 10, 11 months since his last concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as we've seen lately, um, you know, with Tua, um, you know, however, I don't, you know, however that was handled is not my business, but, um, you know, if you really care about head injuries and, and whatnot, put your money where your mouth is, and that would be to not play him this week. <laughs> you know, is it is it just optics? Is it just marketing? Or do you actually really care about a second-year tight end that's actually pretty good and him and Pickett seem to have pretty good chemistry? Um, mm-hmm. Is throwing him out there uh, when you're one and four against a team that it doesn't matter if Muth plays or not. They're not going to win this Sunday. Um, so, so, so what do you, I, really I think we know how Ryan's going to pick at the end of the show. Um, and one, no, one, I, and, and one quick, sorry, one quick thing yeah, to go back to go back to pick it, you know, that's all well and good that, you know, that he has, you know, he's fiery and, mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. he, and he has that, you know, he has that, you know, that personality and, and moxie or whatever. He like, they still didn't score a touchdown last week in garbage time. Like, I can't I, argue that. You know, and, and I know his receivers weren't helping him out, but like, you couldn't even get a, a, a sympathy seven on the board. Nah. Like, to, it, it, to Bill's, threw, Bill's D to, was, Bill's defense was committed last week, and the Steelers' skill position players, from what I saw, really were not. I thought they played lax in the second half. I mean, they and did. they were, and they were banged up as it was. And I'm just yeah. like, it, it, the whole time, I'm just like, you know, just, I'd be nice to see him throw a touchdown to, to, to you know, you know, just just the general for the and, offense, and it just never happened. And and the Bills were without Micah Hyde, Jordan yep. Poyer, yep. Tremaine Edmonds, all, all three out, and and yet we we and and struggled. they were hyped. Yeah, they wanted that win. Yeah, there's hey, there's no doubt about it. Isn't it interesting what uh, what depth and talent does? Right. Oh man. And what game planning does? Yeah, I mean, that too. Yeah, you know, we were <laughs> yes. we were out one safety and a corner, and we're playing a couple other backups here and there. And the Bills' philosophy was let's throw the ball down the middle of the field and see if they can stop us. Right. Whereas the Bills were down two starting safeties, and our philosophy was and, and a middle linebacker and yep. a middle linebacker. Yeah. Right. Pretty good. And our uh, philosophy was let's too. ignore the fucking middle of the field because it yeah. doesn't exist. Right. At least past ten yards down the field. So. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was I think, not. I think we. I think we owe Mitch an apology to a to a certain extent. Really? Why? I, I just. I. I just think that the. I, I, Kenny Pickett has has made some decent throws, but Mitch made some decent throws when he was playing. I, I'm just saying that like you can only do so much in, in what the in what the system is, and and that's why I think it was. Again, I think we owe Ben. I think we actually owe Ben Roethlisberger an apology more than Mitch <laughs> for last year, because the only reason the Steelers made the playoffs last year is because of Ben. Right? Because dude. he had because he had that knowledge. He had that veteran. It's you know that that we've it, we've been talking about that for a yeah, year. I, you know, 
So like, you know, you look at this team and, 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 you know, again, Pickett hasn't done anything, you know, he's Pickett's better than Mitch and Pickett hasn't done anything to make me say he's not, not going to be okay. But like, again, I, I just, this offense is just garbage and, and the coordinator and the head coach, everybody's culpable because you know what? Part of being a, the, when you're a coordinator, you need to put your position, you put you to put your players in positions to succeed, and you're supposed Correct. to be creative play to in their doing strengths. that. And you play to their strengths. Correct. And, and and I just don't understand it. Like, like you know, Calvin Austin might come back suited. Canada today was like, oh, you know, I don't know where I'm going to put him, and you know, he he's missed some time or whatever. And and I've said this on the show. I, I don't necessarily think that 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 Austin is going to be this amazing player, but like. Uh, you know, I mean, that's your job, buddy, to figure out what do you figure yeah. out where he could go, you know. And I'm not saying yeah. you have to tell us the game plan, but like, you know, as much as Tomlin acts arrogant during those press conferences, Canada's starting to annoy me too. Like he, he's like, just looks like a dumbass, you know. Well, it, it would be nice to it. see to see an offense no that that. <laughs> that actually schemes to get certain players in in positive situations because we see that against us all the time. You know, where 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 you you take a receiver who let's say is normally on the outside, and and they scheme him to get in the slot, and get locked up on somebody that has no business being on him, and they take advantage of it. We we just don't do that. Uh, and and so I, I, I you know, Ben, you mean like those times they had Robert Spillane covering <laughs> Stefan Diggs? Yeah, oh, God. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. I, how the fuck is that ever a thing? How? I, why why are we still using three linebackers on third down? Well, okay, so let me ask there. you, Ben, what, what's the alternative to that? Alternative what, what, to, what would you what would you be doing differently instead of the I, three linebackers? I know I, what I would, I'd be doing, but I'm I would I'm match you. personnel on personnel. I, I look they signed a couple of man corners in Levi Wallace and and Akella Witherspoon, and they put them in zone. Okay. That's the, the first thing I would do is match those guys up in man. Even if it's off man, it's man. Mm-hmm. And I would have guys going, okay, you got this guy. If he moves, you move with him. I don't know what the hell just happened. My computer. You're good. Okay. We see you. You're good on our end, buddy. All right. Okay, I'm back. Um, I would not match inside out, as they seem to be doing again last week. Outside um, in. Excuse me, outside in. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would, I would, if you've got a running back out wide, you put a linebacker on him. If you got a wide receiver out wide, you put a corner on him. Yep. At worst, you put a safety on him, somebody of, Minka, of Minka's caliber. Mm-hmm. But I mean, or Trey honestly, Norwood, who's actually decent at covering in coverage, but he's in a coverage. little, he's a little small and a little soft on the tackling. But go, yeah. On. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's okay. It's fine. Um, you know, I, I just I would match personnel for personnel. I, I wouldn't do what they're doing now, which is they're trying to match personnel to a zone and then apply pressure, which they're not getting. No, they're they're not no. getting any fucking pressure. No, that's <laughs> well, that's the problem. This is a pressure scheme. It's dependent upon getting pressure, and they're not getting it. And, and here's the to, sorry, trying to blitz and get pressure that way, and the blitzes aren't getting home. That 98 no. yard touchdown, Minka was blitzing on the play and didn't get there. Mm-hmm. Yep. We had one one. Singular one quarterback hit the entire game, one yep. on that play. Yep. So, Allen took a smack and threw a ninety-eight yard touchdown. I would have changed a smack for a ninety-eight yard touchdown into the wind time. too. Into yeah. the wind. Oh my god, he's got a bit of an arm. Yeah, he does. Oh. He's got a cannon. Well, 
the, like prime the, Ben, at least faster. Yeah. The other thing too, though, is sometimes we are bringing blitzes, but we're only ever bringing four guys. Like it might be four guys off the edge, but it's still only four. Like they're not overloading. They're they're playing safe on the back end and yeah. playing zone, and <laughs> it's only ever a four man rush. And, right, but they're overloading one side. Yeah, but still, it, when that doesn't get home, you're still playing zone behind it, and yeah. I think I would I would go back to more traps and stunts and and get away from what they're doing now. Um, you know, obviously Cam is going to be doubled on just about every fucking snap. Yep, it, it is what it is. Yep, they're gonna have to just accept that and move forward. Um, <laughs> you mean uh, you mean uh, Aaron Donald? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, point you, don't, being, you, don't like, you don't like when I give him shit for saying that. I don't fine. care. Honestly, <laughs> I, my point is just that there are four rushers. One of them is going to get doubled every time. Somebody's yeah. going to have a one-on-one. That guy's got to win. So they got to put him in a position to win. Long story short, somebody's got to get some fucking pressure if they're going to keep running this bullshit zone behind it. And why not mix up the fucking coverages? Or at <laughs> that, least disguise, that would be refreshing. Them, disguise them before the snap. Instead of running the same crap over and over and yeah. over and getting burned on it, why? It, it, it's got to be laughable around the league. That, I would that, think. I, you, I mean, seriously. I mean, uh, I mean, Ryan was talking about this earlier, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm going on a rant here now go too. For but it. Um, roll. Mike Tomlin is culpable for this shit because this team is is it. They are between a rock and a hard place right now, and Mike let them get there. Okay. On offense, you got a coordinator who is in way over his depth. Way over. He's completely out of his depth. It's awful. And you can't fire him. And you cannot fire him because if you do, you're putting your rookie quarterback in an even worse position because he's going to have to learn a new offense in the middle of a fucking season. Things are going to get worse, not better, as a result of a change. If they suddenly fired him and, and installed Mike Sullivan, it would get even worse. Yeah, and I agree. You know, you you have to at this point you have to build on what you've got and then at the end of the year assess the situation and please God fucking fire him. Fire I, both coordinators to be honest. I, uh, yeah, right. well that's that's kind of where I was going. Okay, sorry. I saw if I were Mike Tomlin, I would make an example of someone and I would fire someone and that person would be Ter- would be Terrell Austin. I, he he isn't making adjustments. When he does make adjustments, he does so too late. He obviously can't get any pressure, but he continues to run a pressure scheme anyway mm-hmm. with with a, a zone cover s- scheme behind it. He needs to switch to a cover scheme and try to get pressure second. He needs to take away the easy out alleys to throw the ball and, and get pressure after the fact, but he's not doing it. I don't know why he, he seems to think he's got the horses, but he doesn't have the team depth to do that. Uh, no, no. He's got it. Mike Tomlin has another guy behind him and Brian Flores who can step in tomorrow and be the DC. That's where I would go. And I would also, frankly, I would bench a few guys. I would pull a Jimmy Johnson or I would cut some guys. I mean, Johnson was famous for cutting guys before the fucking plane took off to come home on road games. Yeah. Drop the ball, yeah. cut. You're right. Miss a pick. Cut. Bye bye. Is it to that point where an example has to be made? In my I opinion, yes. No. And it's not like you, you know, it, it, it should be more along the lines of tough love. It shouldn't be like yeah. Planarian, well, Tom Coughlin, the... fuck you, you're out of here. Bye bye. Right. 
after the game, Tomlin was like, he was asked point blank that, yeah. and he was like, you know, basically, you know, we're, we're no positions leave. are safe. Yeah, we're he no made zero changes. Now it, I kind of <laughs> get it this week. He's got a whole bunch of walking wounded. It's very difficult to cut somebody and stick somebody new in there when you got a bunch of guys like that. But fuck, it can't get worse. I mean, honestly, no. That that was the most uninspired performance, especially by the offense that I've seen from this team since like 1998, early 99, when well, when Cower kind of didn't really have Jim control of things. God yes, was fucking absolutely. awful. It was yeah. terrible. It was. Remember, because we're watching him right now, because he's Carson Wentz, the Carson Wentz rookie year, 2016 in Philly. They lost 35-3. I remember yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was like week three or whatever in September yep. at Philly. Yeah. And and we're talking, it was bad on offense. Marcus Wheaton dropped the touchdown early on. Left, I kill and it. it was just, but like, here's the other thing about that. That team also had pretty good players. Right, yeah, we got your AB, your Le'Veon, still Marcus Wheaton. Um, yeah. Heath was still there. Uh, actually, was he or did he retire? I can't remember. Anyway, um, that team went to the AFC Championship. Um, but th- that's the thing about I'm looking at this team, and and yeah, they might have happening. they might have a couple names, but right, it I mean it. Here's what I say. It happens to even really good teams. You have a shit day, but that you're right, Ben. That was just like, it was just awful. Like it was, it, and it was just like, and you knew like, you knew once they were got down by two scores, it, it was oh. done. It was done. Oh, Ryan, yeah. since I know you're dying to go off on this anyway, Arthur no. Millette. What'd you think <laughs> of that after the game? Well, the, uh, well I, I could, I could give steel dad if you need to do a certain <laughs> I do. The glasses are on, baby. So that means I need to tell everybody about <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So get that app. Get signed up, make some bets, and when you lose, don't blame me. Uh, hey, you guys I, know if they still sell these shirts in the strip? I I've been uh, there a while, but probably. I well, you know, I was down there and I didn't see it. Oh, well, I didn't see it, but that's that doesn't kind of mean past didn't the time. He's not with the Patriots anymore. Right, right. Um, Scarps, you were uh, in the middle of uh, a little Arthur Mollette comment after he reportedly. Got a little pissed off at the nonchalant attitude of his teammates following their ass kicking. Yeah, I you know, I've told this story on the show. It was the 2014 preseason game at Philly, um, and the Steelers just got destroyed. Um, and Troy Polamalu like ripped everybody a new one on the sidelines, and it was a preseason game. And I mean, like, and he's calling out like, you know, you're Cameron Hayward, you're from Ohio State, you're Lawrence Timmons, you're from Florida State. He like went down the line, it's like pointed everybody. Troy was pissed. Um, I'm not saying Arthur Millette is Troy Polamalu, but in a preseason game, Troy saw a little too much fuckery and was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's preseason. <laughs> I know we're getting our asses kicked, but we're still the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if that's a preseason game and it and it, it takes a Hall of Famer. <laughs> to get on your ass. What's that say about you when Arthur Millette, who's played for about 
a quarter of the teams in this league tells you that you got to want it more. To me, that's a huge deal, and I commend Arthur Millette. I think he's my new favorite Steeler, and I said that they need a lot more voices like that in that locker room. Yes. And the last one that they had was Ben, and Ben is gone, and mm-hmm. Ben was the bridge between the winners, and they call them the old guys, the winners, yep. Yep. and this yep. new regime. Cam wasn't there yet, and I don't know necessarily if it's fair to say Cam has to do it all, but maybe somebody a little bit higher on the totem pole than Arthur Millette needs to step up and say something. Cam, and maybe that and maybe that should be the head coach. I mean, Cam Ar- almost Ar- seems resigned to the fact that they suck. He's changed. He's yes. he's changed. And yeah. for better or worse, um, I made the comment that he compared himself to Aaron Donald when <laughs> no one even asked him. Um right, he right. he's he's different. He's a little bit different. And and I don't know if you know that's his that's his that's his I, you know his his agent or his people in his I, corner. I I contend, to, yeah. I contend he's in the same spot where Ryan Clark was towards the end of Ryan's career. Yep. He saw the TV cameras. He knew he had an opportunity. He's starting to prep for it. I, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's bad. But Ryan Clark's play definitely dipped. And uh, uh, and he's gone on to have a very nice media career. And, and you know, again, we could be having a completely different conversation if T.J. Watt doesn't get hurt I mean, because, because Ryan, Cam wouldn't be getting double all the time. Ryan but, really was at that point in the twilight of his career. In fairness, yeah, I mean, no, he and, was, and I, and I hope that that Cam is not in the twilight of his career, but he is thirty three years old, right? Which I tend to believe he's much closer to it than maybe yeah, I, he thinks. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I you know, and, you know, and honestly, not, depending on know. where the Steelers draft next year, truly taking a defensive tackle in the first round might not be a terrible idea. When you look at it, Ben, they, they you're talking Cam at 33. I, I have to believe Tyson Alahalu's done this year. I agree. You know, he, he, I mean, he looks done now. He's done he's, right now. He's a yeah, role player. He, he's got, you know, Ogun Tyson's Joby, a role player. Knows. Although I have to say, Tyson, when he's not playing that many snaps, has I thought he's been more effective. No, you yeah, know? I think he's the classic. Um, Larry Ogunjobi's uh, on a one-year deal, so you can't right. on, count on him coming back. And he's hurt. He's and probably he's well. He's hurt right now, but he, he yep. might be looking to get paid at the end of the season. Yeah, he's played right. pretty well when he's been in. Um. So yeah, I mean, the lines need help. Um. Yeah. What What do you make, uh, Ben, of of the way that they're using uh, uh, Demarvin Leal right now? I like it. I like it a lot, actually. I you know, I, I'm not a fan of him dropping into the flat. That no, that scares the shit out of me. I don't nope. like that when they make him do it. Um, but they are doing a little bit of that with him, and I like I like when they are using him as as an edge player. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good at setting the edge, and as a pass rusher, I I think he's a better option <laughs> than than what you know what the, what else they've got at this point, which is not much. No. You know, no, I, um, I agree. There is shit. Yeah, I, I like what they're doing with him. I think it's creative. I think they're trying to put him in uh, situations where he can be successful, as especially as a rookie. But uh, I agree with you. I don't want to see him dropping no. um, at all. Um, no, just, and I, just, you know, it, yeah. that may have been just a phantom drop where they're just yeah. like they, they were they were expecting him to rush. Instead, he dropped to take away a lane, mm-hmm. and that's fine. 
that's fine, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, but as far as like him, like like tailing a running back, mm. guy ain't TJ Watt. I no, I, no. I don't want to see that. Uh, Ian, have you seen yes. enough of Devin Bush? Nice. <laughs> uh I mean, yeah, I have. Uh, he's not going to be on this team next year. No. Um, Miles Jack has shown some flashes, mm-hmm. but the problem is that if you take Bush out, who are you replacing him? No, with? I, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, you're not putting Spillane in. Well, they would fucking put Spillane in because they're idiots. Um, but <laughs> not wrong, man. You're not like, wrong. Honestly, that got me. That's good. Honestly, okay. Like, if you're at the point where you're like, okay, this season is lost. Let's just see what we've got, right? Kind of mm-hmm. as much as I hate to say it, but like. Almost like when a certain baseball team is like, let's just play the young guys and see how they do to see if we have anything here. Mm-hmm. But not like the Pirates, because the Pirates would trade all those guys away. They <laughs> do that for 162 games. Though. Yeah, maybe, right. maybe, maybe, maybe more like the the Rays or something like that that actually you know plays their young guys to see if they have anything and then like goes and wins. Um, but at any rate put mark robinson in like why not he hasn't right? even had if, a hat yet he hasn't no. even had a hat yet but like no. give with somebody a, give with somebody you, else a shot somebody that's robinson gonna... must just be a bad special teams player i that's the only explanation i can come up with yeah i don't know but maybe, maybe because, he doesn't know yeah. the know the calls or something too at the He's well at, with the, that. at the end Kevin Bush you know, doesn't even know the calls at the end of the of I'm the sure. roster his dad, calls in, call. his, his dad calls in. His dad calls into radio local radio shows to defend his kid. Oh, Sorry, Bush's dad does. Yeah, that was earlier. That was earlier this year. Like he got yeah. into it with like Paul Zeiss. I'd be like, of all the shows to pick, you pick did? Paul Zeiss. <laughs> Devin, <laughs> Devin Bush Senior was called like, in and fucking chewed out Paul Zeiss. Yeah, like uh, they were arguing. Devin Bush's dad was arguing with like local local media guys on Twitter. I don't like and then, this. And then Paul Zeiss uh, like invited him on the show, and like, and and his, Devin Bush's dad was basically saying like, "You have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know what my son does, and you've never watched you." He might have used the "You don't know ball." I hate that. That's my least favorite thing on Twitter. <laughs> to, you don't know ball. Um, yeah, do you don't remember this? That's why I, I said remember, the other I night. I remember the Twitter thing. I don't remember the the yeah, radio like Zeiss, show. yeah, Zeiss had him on on the show. For, God, fuck! Look, I, gotta look, look that I, up. I I have a broader be really point entertaining. on the defense too. Yeah, go ahead. Ian. Um, and I mentioned this on Slack, but I want to say it on the show to put it out there for everybody. That remember back it was in, it was last year, last November. I apologize, last November. Okay, oh. okay, still. Remember back in like 2012, 2013-ish, it was one of those years where like Lamar Woodley got hurt and some other uh, some other outside <laughs> linebacker got hurt and we had to move we had to move Lawrence Timmons out to outside linebacker basically because we had so many injuries. Yeah, that was I, I think that was 2011. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah, somewhere somewhere in there. But I remember Dick LeBeau saying that he didn't want to do it at first. He basically said my hand got forced so we had so many injuries, and he's the only other guy that's ever played out there. But LeBeau's like, I don't want to move him because I don't want to weaken us at two positions, right? Like right. Timmons wasn't as good at outside linebacker mm-hmm. as 
the starter, obviously. Right. But you'd also by moving him, you'd also be having a backup inside linebacker. So you'd have a worse outside linebacker plus a worse inside linebacker. And LeBeau's point was I'll take my chances with one backup on the field at outside linebacker and Timmons playing his natural spot inside versus, you know, essentially two backups on the field. But what the Steelers did, what Terrell Austin did, and I'm specifically pointing the finger at him against Buffalo, was he tried to put Minka Fitzpatrick in Terrell Edmonds' positions, like sending Minka on a blitz on third and eight from the two-yard line that, you know, Minka is your center fielder. He should not be the one blitzing. Like, if you want to send a safety on a blitz, put Miles Killebrew in the game and let him blitz. Yeah. Like, you know, great point. Don't, don't send Minka, your best I, center I think, fielder. I and, think they did that because they didn't think that the Bills would be expecting Minka to blitz. And well, they, yeah, probably, they, they, they probably had, didn't expect it because he got close. But Josh Allen's also really, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. saw it and got rid of the ball. He is. He is. I'm just saying that that might go differently if it's Minka Fitzpatrick and not Trey Norwood back there. Great. I, I agree. Later yeah, in the I'm game, Minka had a shot and Gabe Davis ripped it. You know, I mean, uh, he almost made a fantastic play to rip that ball out of Davis's right. hands and then Davis took it back from him. But, you know, so maybe yes, maybe no. Minka, and I'll say this too, you know, Minka was battling an injury. He was limited in practice most of the week. So, you know, maybe they were trying to protect him, not make him run so much by putting Norwood back there and letting Minka do more of the strong safety role. But like just looking at it and watching it, I was like, they put, they moved Minka to strong safety essentially and put Norwood in as the other starter and yeah. basically weakened themselves at two positions yeah. instead of just, That's you know, observation. But, Playing a backup token, at one. Trey Norwood would be a horrible strong safety. Oh, I absolutely. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know why yes. they didn't just say, Miles, we know you're not very good in coverage, but you're okay against the run and you can blitz. Yeah. You're going to start at strong safety this week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm not against Minka coming off the edge once in a while. I, I think that's fine, but I would prefer that in rundowns. You know, I, I think he's better in those situations Fair. rather than rather than let's say the situation that he was in. Um, that's just my perspective. Um, but yeah, th- this you don't team want by your the way, pass defender blitzing. I'll put it right, that way. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sum it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the team is banged up, guys. We we are looking at uh, the, <laughs> the secondary. Holy I mean, shit! Cam, yesterday none of the starters practiced. You you had Sutton. Let's see, Steel City Blitz twi- tweeted that earlier. I should. Yeah. Um, and and I think a couple of them were limited today. I I think uh, uh, was Minka back at all today? No practice for Minka today, so tomorrow, as uh, Mike Tomlin says, tomorrow will be our guide with him. Um, you know, there it is. I mean, it, it's just it's a mess right now. Yeah, uh, Sutton, Witherspoon, and Minka, none of them practiced. Matt Cole, Larry Ogunjobi, both did not practice. <laughs> Sutton's definitely out. This is not good. Why? Well, really, Sutton's definitely out. The hamstring. They said that earlier this week. Uh, I think Tomlin said it. Okay. And Witherspoon, I mean, Witherspoon's a, a, a big question mark right now. He's probably I mean, doubtful. You're, you're looking at arguably 
the situation, well, not arguably. You're, you're looking at Tom Brady coming in. Throwing against Josh Jackson again? Yeah. Throwing that against, was, oh, Josh God. Jackson comes in last week, plays one snap, gives up a touchdown. Where's this Brady guy from? Is He's what, a first-year guy? Rookie? Bra- Brady? Uh, he's yeah. been around. Oh, okay. Journeyman. Journeyman. You know what? They're not yep. that good. Bucks aren't that good. Oh really? Um, <laughs> so so by saying they're not that good, they're only going to score thirty-one against us instead of thirty-eight. Good. They're not that good. Uh, well, God, the, the real, the real, awful. the real Devin is going to have a huge the, the real game. Devin, the one what I wish we Devin White. Yes, Devin White. Ooh, uh, what's the spread this week? Anyway, does anybody know? It's like eight and a half. Is yeah, that all? I know it's over a touchdown. I know that. Uh, and, and I think. It, Take Some of that's just because we're at home. Um, yeah, I, you know. I, well, I would say I, too. Sorry, sorry, still, Dad. Well, the one thing I did want to talk about, uh, Ben brought this up in Slack, was Deontay Johnson. Uh, the the drops seem to have returned. Um, mm-hmm. Not that they ever one hundred percent went away, but I, I think he had a period last year where he was significantly better. What are we attributing this to? Is this just a guy who's always had some questionable hands, but because he was such a great route runner and, and whatnot, you look past it? I mean, what in the hell is going on? He He's missing very catchable balls. Okay. Uh, Ian, what what is your take when you watch him? Uh, I mean, I, I think he's been frustrated all year. And, mm-hmm. but like, he had 13 targets last week. Like yeah. it's it's not like he's not getting the ball thrown his way. And True. Pickett's actually a fairly accurate passer. So it, I I early in the year when Mitch was only throwing him like four or five balls a game, I was kind of like, okay, he's frustrated. He's out there, you know, his his concentration's dropping off, and he's just not, you know, not on the finer points of the details. What did what did AB say the one time in Oakland when he got the ball knocked out? He's like, I was lax on the tuck or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I was talking about a fundamental point of catching yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, you know, I think I think that's it. I think it's the the fundamentals just aren't there, and some of it might be the mental aspect of he's not mentally sharp because he's frustrated with the play calling. And he's angry about that. So he's thinking about, well, this is a stupid fucking play. And then the ball comes his way and he's like, oh, I got to catch this thing now. And (laughs) doesn't, doesn't, you know, he's not solely focused on, you know, reading the play, reacting, you know, he's thinking too much and he's got to just catch the fucking ball. I mean, he can't have the ball hit off his hands. And then, I mean, this is what, two weeks in a row? There's yeah. a ball hit his hands and then got intercepted because it bounces straight up in the like – that's the other thing. When he was dropping balls, dropping them straight down, straight down doesn't hurt you. Right. Having him hit you in the hands and then fly up in the air 20 yards where a safety can just be like, thank you very much. That's a completely <laughs> different story. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. Ben, ben what, do, you, do you see anything in particular that <laughs> – I mean, you would say. Well, first, hey, Deontay, I, I think we we need to give this guy some some credit for okay. the fact that he he works his ass off at his craft. He does. Okay, so he's tried to avoid this problem, eliminate this problem, and he's not doing enough. And you know, he is a guy who will catch 
a ball one-handed in triple coverage with two guys hanging off of him, another guy behind him, and then drop the routine throw for God knows what fucking reason. Mm-hmm. And I think the routine throws are when he's going, okay, this is easy. And he loses focus for half a second. He loses his concentration. He doesn't look the ball in, catch it before he runs. He's looking to make a play. He's trying too fucking hard instead of just catching the ball. He's trying too hard to make a play. The first thing you got to do if you're going to make a play is catch the damn ball. So he needs to try, I think, speculating, totally speculating. I want to make that clear. Sure. To make the act of a catch three parts. Catch the ball, tuck the ball, now look for room to run. Mm-hmm. I think he's looking for room to run before he catches. I I, I think so too. Because um, it's it's the easy ones that he fucks up. Yeah, the super difficult catches. He's laser focused and he makes them. How? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he had he had five hundred plus yak yards last year. Mm-hmm. He has thir- thirty this year. He's thirty. He had eight. He he caused eight broken tackles last year. He's caused none this year. Um, he's averaging one yak yard per reception. I mean, this is like is. I hate to say it. I know we hate throwing short of the sticks, but last year you throw short of the sticks. This dude gets you like eight. You know what I mean? Like like he he was that good. And to me, that's what he's not. You're right. That's not what he, that's what he's not doing this year. He's making these, you know, acrobatic catches. Yeah, he's had some drops. You know, he's had trouble getting his feet in uh, a couple times. But to me, it's he's dropping and or just missing on some of the easy throws where normally he's getting eight to ten, and this year he's mm-hmm. just not doing it. Um, well, does it go back to what we talked about earlier about just the complete lack of creativity, the lack of getting guys in positions to be successful? Uh, yeah, I guys are not enthusiastic about this fucking offense, clearly. No. Yeah, no. that's one part, but I also think it's a lack of Ben. Mm. It has to it has to be weird. Ball it placement. Ha- I mean, yeah. your your rookie year, you had Ben for about a minute, uh, and then you had to deal with Mason and Duck, and then you get Ben, Ben, and then it's Ben's last ride in the fight, you know, and it's like now it's like, ah, oh, Mitch and Kenny with Canada dry. I mean, there's there is yeah. a lot to be said for the quarterback and where he places the ball and him giving his his receiver an opportunity to to make a play after the catch. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to be said for that. Agree. It, 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 and I'll give you a real quick example. You know, years ago when quarterbacks were taught about throwing an out route, the idea was to always throw the out, out ahead of the receiver so the defender couldn't get it. Yeah. Okay. Well, now there are times when the quarterback is supposed to throw it to the hip of the receiver. So now that the, the receiver can catch the ball and then naturally generate some momentum as he turns upfield. I mean, that's how intricate things have gotten. And and just to your point that the way a guy throws the football is a huge deal for these receivers. Uh, even, even if a guy is used to catching it here and all of a sudden it's here, it's a big change in hand placement, and it's something that is going to take some time. Maybe he hasn't totally adjusted to, especially when you're dealing with two different quarterbacks. Um, 
The I, I don't know. Other I'm, thing I'm I want to add on that point too is that you know Mitch took all of the first team snaps from OTAs all the way through training camp into the season, right? Yeah. So Kenny is naturally going to have a better chemistry with the second team guys, the Pickens, the Boykins of the world that he's been practicing with since OTAs, right? Because, you know, I guess uh, Kenny started as the number three and then he kind of supplanted Mitch as the number two during training camp or Mason. whatever. Mason. Or, yeah, Mason, sorry. Yeah. Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot he was on the team, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sir, sir, surpassed Rudolph as the number two. Um, the cross, but, really? R.I.P. Mason. But but he never didn't die, but his career did. <laughs> but never, nevertheless, yeah, you like you year. know, the the starters spent almost all their time with Mitch because they were trying to work in with a new quarterback. So Claypool, no Deontay spent all this time working on timing with Mitch, and now four games into the season, Kenny's the starter. Five games into the season, Kenny's the starter, and it's like, oh. We've barely had him throw us the ball. So there's there's some of those little things that get worked out, but like you still gotta catch the ball when it's thrown. Right. You. We're paying you 17 fucking million dollars. At, at a the year. end of the day, it's still just football, and you yeah. still just have to execute the routine plays routinely, yeah. as Tomlin likes to point it out. And the guys that are really fucking good do that. Yeah. And the guys that aren't don't. Yeah. And yeah, as you just as you just pointed out. And as I like to say, if you if you want to get paid like a star, you got to shine like one. And right now, DJ ain't doing it. His his, his yeah. passer the passer rating when targeting DJ this year is forty six. It's the lowest on the team. Forty six. Hey, I mean, Ryan. that is a poop staying under pants. What's up, Ian? Do you know what a passer rating is if you just spike the ball every play? 57.8 i don't know it's it's 39.6 but oh okay. <laughs> okay okay but but still my point is like, it's just passing to dj you're pulling stats out of your asses tonight i mean that's hey, that's legit though I passing mean, to dj is only slightly better than spiking the ball every play that's like that's just absurd i you know <laughs> but again we i said this earlier we i think we don't we wanted we wanted Ben to be more receptive to Canada, but now sure. we're really seeing what Canada is. And again, like I, I know Ben wasn't probably the easiest to work with, but like, no oh, man, Ben he, knew this offense was bullshit. Yeah, That's why like, in the fourth yeah. quarter games last year, he just went, yeah. "Fuck this, we're not running that." That's <laughs> and, dumb. Right. And Deontay, we're running this. Definitely That's why he would ben come the off most. the field in red zone situations and throw his hands up and go, what the fuck do you want me to do? He makes me run this shit. There, there is so much becoming clearer about the 2021 season the further we get into 2022. And uh, you all know. you assholes who defended Canada last year, and it wasn't just you, Joe, there were a lot of people. And the year before, when he was he was the quarterbacks coach, oh, it's gonna be great. He's gonna add a new dynamic to this offense. He's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> he fucking sucks. I, he sucks. I, I thought he would. I really did. And, I and, thought he sucked. Know, well, he coached at Maryland. And, and I don't Pitt. care where he coached. Um, he what year did he the, coach at Maryland, Ryan? It, it may or may not have been when a certain head coach's son was looking for a scholarship. 
I, I'm just saying the guy's fucking terrible. I'll be a dick, I mean, but that that does no, that does it does line up. It is what timeline, it is, Ryan. The timeline lines up. No, it, that's exactly it, right? It like, is what it is. If, if you want to call it a conspiracy theory, I'll put on a tinfoil hat. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying Matt Canada was the head coach at Maryland in 2018. Interim, be, uh, yeah, but yeah, interim head coach, yeah, but right. still the head interim, coach, yeah. which was also the year that Dino Tomlin, son of Mike, committed to Maryland. And Dino Tomlin only had three D1 offers. It was Maryland, Pitt, and Iowa State. Everything else was FCS schools. Right. So I'm, I'm just saying that there's if some I'm connections. Dino Tomlin, there. I don't go to Pitt. I'm just Fuck saying. Away. There's some, yeah. and he's no, at right. he's at Boston College now. I think he transferred. But nevertheless, you know, um, you know, I would also say too that. Matt Canada's best year came in 2016 at Pitt, and Nate Peterman was the quarterback. And that's all you need to know that that you're not going to transition well to the NFL because John Gruden's like, I tell you what, man, I like this Peterman guy. <laughs> you know, like, and he was terrible. He was shit. And like, and Kenny Pickett is really Kenny Pickett is so much better than Peterman and Kenny Pickett's going to be fine, but that doesn't mean you're going to bring the guy that was once good at pit. Like it just, I said this the other day, at some point you actually have to conduct a search and, and cough up some money to bring in a guy. Absolutely. You can't keep, you can't keep hiring family, friends, buddies, former players, uh, you know, somebody that hits you up on TikTok or Instagram, it's like, I know right, well, what we, I'm doing. We've, we've, we've talked about this uh, uh, privately. Uh, okay, so let's just put it out there. Put it out why there, does, baby. Why does Mike Tomlin seem to struggle with, and, and I know we're speculating here, why does Mike Tomlin seem to struggle with good offensive hires? He's He doesn't really seem to have any issue with getting guys that are good defensive coaches, but offensive coaches – the, to date, have been pretty weak. Now, I the, like our new our new tight ends coach. I like him a lot, but I don't know that I like anybody well, else that Mike's hired. The only the only uh, the only outside hire from Tomlin that has become an offensive coordinator in this league is Harold Goodwin, and Harold Goodwin was hired as an offensive assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I can't, Harold, I can't remember where good he's at now. Um, but okay, it, it, good for good for good for Goody. Did you uh, see this goody. play that Justin Fields? Yeah, I'm watching I'm it sorry. right now. <laughs> yeah, good for Blue Goody. Chris. But the but Todd Haley was one thousand percent an organizational hire because they needed to salvage Ben Roethlisberger. And he was a good career. coach. Yes, I agree. I agree. And and and, and he definitely saved Ben's career because Ben was getting hit a million times. But Bruce Arians was already on was already on Cowher's staff, and Tomlin retained him. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy is a buddy, okay? Randy yep. was a buddy. He was an Arizona going, or Arkansas, Arkansas, Arkansas State. State guy, yeah. Keith Butler, a buddy. It, it, State, you know, again, yeah. at Memphis, Memphis. or wherever. It, you know, it, so I had... Uh, okay, and, but and, then, and then Munch. Keith, and Munch. Keith Butler, a bunch of teams tried to hire away. But Keith Butler was also on Cowher's staff before Tom. I get it. Yeah. yeah. He, mm-hmm. he was... And a bunch of teams tried to hire Keith Butler away while he he coached for the Steelers as a DC. So he was sort of the the defensive coordinator in waiting. And I understand that given the circumstances. But yeah, I understand the connection. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, 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 you're good. But but the, but then Munch 
Munch had just gotten fired by the Titans. Great hire. And yep. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, do you want to come here? And he's like, oh, I get to work with uh, Marquise Pouncey, Marcus Gilbert, uh, David DeCastro, David DeCastro. Uh, <laughs> Kelvin Beecham. Um, and then you're going to sign Alejandro Villa. Oh, sweet. You know, sounds good. Um, but no, Mike Tomlin also hired Sean Coogler, who's actually still pretty successful. But anyway, the bottom line is you're right. Overall, there's nobody knocking down the door at the Steelers facility. Nobody's knocking down. Nobody's knocking at the door of 3400 South Water since, Street saying, since Mike, we're talking you've got about, so many innovative minds. Bring since me we're talking offense. about the offensive line, because I, I, I talk to my friends about this offline. The, the problem with the offensive line right now is, is three-pronged, okay? You've got turnover with the coaches. So they're, they're playing for a different coach every year. you got yep. no consistency at, yep. there at all. None. So you got guys that are learning a new thing, new techniques, new hand placement, new hand placement, new everything. Three years in a row, they haven't used any high draft picks on on offensive linemen, and by high I mean like for second rounders in what ten years? It's been a while. And third prong, when Munch was there, they had this pipeline of undrafted guys that Munch would develop. And develop to their strengths and play to their strengths. Ramon Foster, for example. Mm-hmm. Chris Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Chris Hubbard. Chris Hubbard. BJ um, Finney. Yeah. Eh, Finney to a degree. Uh, Calvin Beachman was a seventh round pick. So not Finney quite started undrafted, a lot but, of games. But they had these guys that were undrafted that came along that Munch developed and eventually became millionaires because, because Munch developed them. Yeah. That's missing. Yeah. Okay, so all three of those things ain't happening anymore. And, and yeah, the constant change with offensive line coaches is a problem. So I don't don't want to jump too far ahead here because we we got a long way to go in this year. Long way? Long way. Very long way. But but let's just get to the end of the season and and things stay status quo – uh, Ryan, I mean, does does your boy Art too walk down the the, the staircase and say, Plank. Mike, uh, Mike, we got to make some changes here, uh, and and uh, we're going to hire the best people for the offensive defensive coordinator job. We're not hiring our buddies or any of that bullshit. Will that happen? Do you think that Art would really say any of that bullshit? I do not, but I just thought I would throw that in there, just in the <laughs> hopes that Ryan would give me a little Art two impersonation. Um, I don't. I mean, an eleven-year-old that plays Madden all day is a better offensive coordinator than so, fucking Canada. So, like, so, so here's get sweet, Billy. So here's here's what I'm going to say about that. How many years now in Art's post-game or post-season recap yep. does he say? Yeah, well, we didn't run the ball the way we wanted, but uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna focus on that next year. <laughs> Art, Art two, and oh my god! Oh, the Bears just scored a touchdown. <laughs> Maybe uh, down the one, but, but no, he said he hit the pylon. Anyway, so, but no, but like, so. but my point being is, yeah. my point being is that I don't necessarily know, um, you know, <laughs> if that is going to be if that's going to be a conversation, but. Um, I, Every you know, year, Art says that we get worse, though. Like he yeah, said, so that I, know. Here. I know, I know. So my larger worse. point, though, my larger point becomes: so is it Tomlin or is it him? That's a touchdown. Is it Art? No. So, How the fuck is it Art? 
Because if he's if he's not or no, if he's allowing Tomlin to keep hiring these shit stains, then that becomes his problem too. It comes down to not only coaching priorities but drafting priorities. Wow, signing um, UDFA priorities. It's it's all the way around. It's a problem. That's all. Huge. All I am saying. Right. It's fucking gigantic. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and let's not forget, like Art is. There's no salary cap on coaches. Art is the owner has to actually pony up the money to hire a good coach. Yes, he does. Too. Because right. good right. offensive coaches, especially offensive line coaches, are getting more and more expensive. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, one guy I did want to talk about tonight that, that we haven't really focused on was Najee Harris. Um, oh, boy. Well, do we all agree that he must be banged up? Yeah, absolutely. I, he I think been healthy all season. Right. He, he's he's hurt. Something's but not right. His but vision's been shit, too. What has? His vision. Yeah. I, I mean... Something is clearly not right. Reports were that he sat in his locker fully padded for 45 minutes. 90% of the team was already on the bus ready to go to the airport. He's still sitting there. Tomlin was talking to him. You know, so so he's frustrated. We get it. Uh, but, I mean, if Mike Tomlin is going to tell Tyson Alalu, hey, Tyson, I'm sorry you're not getting it done. I'm going with Adams. It, why can't he do that with, uh, with Najee and Warren? Because Warren, as Ian, you pointed out, he, he might not hit the right hole, and he might get stopped for two-yard loss, but by God, he's hitting it hard. And when he does, he's he's going to pick up five or six. So what's what's the story here? Any of you. It, well, I'll say this, that when they don't commit an offensive penalty, Warren might be getting like 15 <laughs> or 20. But, like, uh, yeah. Holy shit. Poor, poor kid. Yeah. Saying, okay. You know, that – I, I would just settle. That Browns honestly. game goes completely differently if there's not that penalty. But uh, oh, like you're four, right. You're right. Four fucking yards a carry. I'd be thrilled. Thrilled. Mm-hmm. I, okay, and it, like like Warren is so much faster. He runs so much harder. He's yeah. he makes the he makes decisive decisions. Like Najee looks slow. And God damn, can he pass he, block? Yes. Woo-hoo. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, he, he loves it. That's the other thing about Naj. It dude, it dude, I mean, he's barely doing enough, if that, if that, to get Aaron, I agree with you. Is it's a big part it, of it. Listen, and I'm gonna say this, and I and I've said this a long time. To me, the thing that's frustrating the most as a fan, because I was a fan long before I worked there, and I'll be a fan long after I work there, is the smugness and the arrogance of this franchise. Like like, like everything that they've done in the past is just somehow going to manifest. Um, yep. And they took Naj in the first round. And I feel that there's some arrogance in that, that they don't want to admit that a undrafted rookie free agent running back who I've been beating this drum for years now, please find a competent running back that can spell the RB one. But here we are. The RB two is better than the RB one. And whether that RB one is hurt or not, doesn't matter. The point Agreed. is, is that you waste you wasted a first round pick. Not wasted. You invested a first round pick on a running back when 
it's not 2015, 14. You know, it's this yeah. is the this is the days of Adrian Peterson and Todd Gurley. Uh, Le'Veon was a second round pick, but those right. those those days are gone. You know, you get guys now. Tony Pollard's a fourth round pick. You can get guys yep. not in the first round, especially when uh, a guy named Creed Humphrey you passed on him twice. Am I right or wrong? Yes, you're right. Twice. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, and yeah, they took Najee and then they took Fryermuth. And Boy, it'd be really, and really Creed nice. Humphrey's really, 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 really fucking good. God damn it! But and I was told Tony Pollard, who's also better than the first okay. round running back on his team. But, but I was, yes, I, I, yes. I'm just, I'm just saying yes. that maybe, and and maybe, but the Cal Mike Cal Tomlin good. could make a statement by benching Najee Harris because he needs to fucking bench somebody. Mm-hmm. But he needs to the- bench someone and say, hey. If you're not getting it done, nobody's fucking safe. And he's got a better all I don't want to say better, but he's got a good alternative behind Najee. If Najee's 100%, I think he's better than Jalen Warren, but he's not 100%. Which is why you sit his ass down. What if you did sit him down and he was able to actually get healthy? Yeah. I mean, well, you're you're one in four. What the hell do you got to lose right now? I, I mean, don't... we're going to we're gonna go one and seven, two and eight. It's, I mean, it's Miami happen. at this point is we're not winning this week, and 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 I don't see us winning in Philly. We never play well there. No, They're we, hot. No, the only, Miami the only... Miami's before Philly though, right? Yeah, yeah. right. So Miami yeah. might be playing Depending... freaking the ghost of Bob Greasy at quarterback. I was at this say, rate, the only but... hope we have is if Tua two, doesn't play. Two is gonna be back. Right. Right. He'll be back. Would, right now, you'd think he would be. Um, if I were yeah, Tua, I would fucking retire. That I don't, That's yeah, scary. Fuck. Yeah, it, it is. I doubt he will, but I, I get your point. Uh, we were talking earlier today about how we've been doing on our picks so far this year. Um, I, I My pick, I put at the end of the three-point stance every week when I publish that, so that's easy for me to remember because I'm three and two right now um, in, my, in my picks, so um, I'm trying to think of, of who started last week. Did I start with Ryan last week? No, I finished. You finished. Okay. So Ryan so, should, should go first. Right. Yeah. So therefore, Ryan, your prediction for Sunday as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady come into Acrisure Stadium. Tampa Bay Tom Brady's. The Tampa Bay, the, the Tampa Toms. Acrisure yeah. is hell not calling it that. Yeah. All right. Well, we haven't even won yeah. in the place yet. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. Here, uh, you know what? I'm gonna even go even bolder here. Mike Evans, two tutty day. Oh God. And then, I think that yeah, I still think Mike Evans would have two tutties, but I think the Bucks are gonna actually run the ball a lot. Um. So I'm not gonna go as high scoring as I as I thought. I'm gonna go with 27, 13 Bucks. Okay. All right, twenty-seven, thirteen. Bucks. Only because they run the ball. Okay, take some time off the clock. Yes. yes. Okay, uh, Ian, go ahead. Oh boy, um, you're yeah, one we're, and four, we're, by the way. I'm one and four. I suck at this. <laughs> two Don't and three. Um, well, uh, Tom Brady is the winningest visiting quarterback at Heinz Field history. Yep. Um, I think Unless we established Heinz Field. Tied with Flacco. He's no, tied no, no. He has one more than Flacco. I, I thought think. he – but they both have six. I looked it up the other day. Including the postseason, they both have six. I thought it was like seven to six. Whatever. Right, okay. okay. Be that as it Whatever may. it is. Sorry. 
Um, no, no, it's fine. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, we 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 ain't winning this game. Um, and it's it's not going to be pretty. Um, I will say, I think Boswell gets back on track, though. I think last week was an aberration for the kicking game. That it was windy as hell there. His first mm. kick looked like me trying to take a driver off the first tee and just going, <laughs> Poo! you know, way off to the right. And he made the field goal, but I think it scared him because the second one, he he kicked it to the left, expecting the wind to carry it back to the middle. And it just hung out there the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then, it, you know, so. Um, but I, I think Boswell will be fine. I think the wind just got in his head last week. Um I do think we'll find the end zone this week somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that means throwing it to George Pickens every play. I don't know. Um, maybe Zach Gentry will will score a touchdown. You know, who knows? Because um, teams don't want to cover him because they're like, who the fuck would throw to Zach Gentry? Right. And somehow he's open. Um, although he, I'll say this, Gentry has gotten a lot better in his career. He covers he's, a lot of ground. He, he does. He does. He's he's actually shown some things this year. And he's a very large man. He is a large man. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I'm going to go with, all right, I'm going to go with Buccaneers 34, Steelers 10. Holy shnikes, that's a blowout. And Ben, what do you got, man? So you're saying that Chris Boswell gets back on track and kicks one field goal. All right. Yeah, but it'll be like a 52-yarder because that's what we do. Oh, well, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, This game is when you get done with the game, I'm going to look at all of you and I'm going to say, you taste that? That's what shit tastes like. <laughs> Be a lot of that this year. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I fucking hate Tom Brady. I hate that he's so good at Twitter. I hate that he's good <laughs> at football. I, I fucking hate him. He's no longer good at marriage. He's no longer good at marriage. <laughs> Honestly, that's wow. not anything to celebrate. That's fucking horrible. I, I know that's uh, it, light, lightning, lightning. It's, yeah, it's awful, man. I, I, yeah, I don't wish that on anyone. I don't even, either. Even and I, fucking, and I hope it doesn't happen. I, even honestly. a fucking douchebag like Brady, um, who was always a douchebag, I was destined to hate because he played for the Patriots and tortured me for years. Mm-hmm. All of us. I, I am going to go with uh, Tampa Bay. 34 Steelers 13 with oh so you got on me when I predicted one with Chris Boswell kicking two field goals from the 40 to 50 yard range and uh and and Kenny actually getting a touchdown at some point um but that defense is really fucking good I mean they're so good and our our defensive backfield is hobbled and yeah. and I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but the Steelers can't get any pressure on the quarterback. Who's that too? So I don't really see a lot of that happening. Um, maybe one or two quarterback hits. Maybe they probably get flagged both of them because it's Tom Brady uh, and he's forty five, so they got to protect him. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's osteoporosis. It's it ain't gonna be pretty. I. We should I'm, all like emotionally prepare ourselves for a really fucked up game. This is I, stuck. I think Scarps was on the on the ball there. I think they're going to run it heavy with uh, Fournette a little bit. Set up Brady with the play action, 
Uh, I got I got 33-16. Uh, I'm going to go 33-16. Um, and take and yeah. take the bucks and the and the points. Take the points, baby. Um, now before God. we before we go, oh here we go. Uh, we do have yet another special appearance well, by the late great Casey Kasem, who yeah. is going Tales to from the crypt. Who's here going to go. walk us down memory lane? It's almost Halloween. Uh, Casey, the, uh, the 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 mic is yours. <laughs> I'm on the spot. I love it. And now it's time for this week's long distance dedication. The week of October 13th, 1973. Ryan from Pittsburgh writes, Dear Casey, I firmly believe if the rules allowed the Bills to start in their own end zone, Josh <laughs> Allen would have thrown a 106-yard strike to Gabe Davis. I also believe Mike Tomlin was ready to send out Chris Boswell to try an 83-yard field goal. <laughs> Many Steelers fans are showing their age by continuing to comment that this is rock bottom. They obviously weren't around in the 80s or remember the Kent Graham days. <laughs> it's looking pretty grim, Casey. Fans don't seem to think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, quote, that good, quote. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've been hearing the opponent isn't, quote, that good, quote, for the last four games, and that hasn't turned out too well. It's not like they have a top 10 defense or a Hall of Fame quarterback that's made a habit of torturing Steelers fans for years. And by the way, his old lady left him as if he needed any more ammunition. <laughs> Casey, it's getting dark, too dark to see. Well, Ryan, here's one for you for Bob Dylan. Up six spots this week to number 20 is knocking on heaven's door. Well done, Casey Kasem. Oh God, that was rough, man. Knocking on heaven's door—that is for for. We're about for dead. Shit. My God. All right, so I have to ask Ryan since you picked the song, which version is better? Uh, don't even. I mean, listen, Dylan's. I mean, uh, okay. Seeing like, it, you, you pick one. It, oh no! I mean, any like, I mean. Any, Oh, that's not true though, because I prefer I prefer Jimmy Hendrix, Jimmy Hendrix yeah, experience Watchtower, yeah, right over Dylan's. But I don't know. I I I like I like that. Excuse me, I like the Guns and Roses version, but I don't like it as much as Dylan's. Yeah, my dearie, easy, yeah, we've pretty much fallen off the rails here uh all as right everybody usual. thanks for joining not as, bad as usual what we need no. to do is is like incorporate this into an overtime deal and go live again for another two hours well yeah <laughs> if we could start earlier <laughs> once in a while yeah uh anyway that's it for us tonight uh thanks for joining thanks for our live audience jumping on uh and we really appreciate it continue absolutely to, appreciate it yeah, thank you continue to follow along uh with the site at steelcityblitz.com on twitter at sc blitz facebook of course and uh podcast uh twitter account is at scb underscore podcast <laughs> so for all these guys this is steel dad signing off and hey go steelers Ravens suck. Well, they're better than us. <laughs> <laughs>